What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome to the Spheres of Spirit with Natsy Myers, a.k.a. the Lady of the Light. Natsy will discuss the everyday magic and wisdom of spirit which surrounds each of us, waiting to be discovered. She will share some of her remarkable orb photos, proving that our angels, guides, loved ones in spirit, and even pets surround us and guide us in our physical world. During this episode, Nancy will discuss one of the many spheres or aspects of spirit available to us based on her orb photography. She will also share a special channeled message from her guide, Leonini, and do an oracle card reading to help guide you along your personal spiritual adventure. And now, here is your host, orb photographer, author, medium, and speaker, Nancy Myers. Excuse me. Welcome to the show. Uh, Chris, we can thank you. Uh, we'll get that picture back up here in a little bit. Uh, I'm Nancy Myers, your host. Thank you for joining me. And on today's podcast, I'm going to talk about my experiences with the Holy Family. I know you're probably going, well, who are you to have experiences with the Holy Family? Exactly my point. I'm just a mom. I'm just a mom who started on a spiritual path because my son crossed and he asked me to do it. And my contact, my experiences with the Holy Family have been totally unexpected, of course, graciously received. But I want to share them with you. And I, I want to start with who is the Holy Family? Um, you know, we, we hear about, of course, Mary and Joseph and Jesus and of course Anna, grandmother of Jesus. And being Christian, I grew up as a Presbyterian. You know, I don't know about you, but I thought that the story of the Holy Family was was only in the the Christian faith. That was the only time that happened. This is what happens when you're on a spiritual path and you go to these ancient sites and you read the stories and you broaden your horizons. Did you know that millennia before the story of Mother Mary and Christ and the, and the virgin birth, there were stories throughout history of the same scenario where a child was born to a virgin mother and was the savior. It happened in 
Egyptian times with Horus being born to the Virgin Isis. Um, Krishna was a Hindu god born to a holy virgin. It happened in the Babylonian time. It happened. The Chinese have a similar story. The Persians, all the way back to Mesopotamia. Why? And these are thousands of years before the story of Mary and Jesus. Is this an archetype story? What is an archetype? An archetype means it's a constantly recurring symbol or motif in literature, painting, or mythology. It's a pattern that connects the people of the world across time and culture. You know, it's just like the story of the flood with Noah. I thought that was strictly a Christian story. You know, God spoke to Noah, built his ark X amount of cubits by cubits, put the animals on and, and save creation. But did you know also that the story of the flood is in almost all the ancient cultures? So it wasn't just a Christian story. Neither is the story or the archetype of the Savior being born through the Virgin Mother. But why? Why is it important? And how did this appear in culture after culture after culture? Who was giving us this information? Was it to move us along, to bring us hope? And was it told in such a way with each culture as to um, be able to be understood by that culture? Now, with each one of those stories that I mentioned, the stories aren't identical, um, but the theme is the same. So that theme runs through the history of mankind. I just find that remarkable. But today, I'm going to talk about the Christian Holy Family, and that's been my, my experience and my contact. So I want to start with one of the very first experiences that I had. Now, when I, growing up, again, um, and you go to church and you hear them talk, you know, to me, Jesus and Joseph and, and Mary and Anna, they were people that I would never have any uh, ability or, or I was never at a status or a level that I should even be thinking that I should have any contact with them. It, it just wasn't, you know, if you were going to have a vision, you were a prophet or a seer or a saint or not the average, you know, housewife from Southern California. So when I first had my contact, when I first had this experience, it, it just astounded me. And I'm going to tell you what it was here. When I was just starting on my spiritual path, and when you start on a spiritual path, you have to do a lot of inner work. When you work with spirit and you decide that you're going to be of service and follow this spiritual path, we have to heal ourselves first. We have to prepare ourselves for the higher vibrations and for the service of spirit. And that means that we have to look at ourselves and look in those dark recesses. What are we carrying around? What are we what's weighing us down? What are the dark areas that we don't, oh, I don't want to go there. That hurts. Or I don't want to face that anymore. 
And sometimes it's even things that we don't realize we're carrying around. So I was at this James Von Pog workshop and there was probably 30 or 40 people there. And one of the exercises, and then again, this was very early on in my, in my journey. One of the exercises was we had to pair up with people and um, try to do readings of our partner. So we did that, but, but we were very close to each other because it was a small room and we couldn't really separate. Now I since learned that when that happens and you're close to somebody, sometimes the spirit, the readings will blend into the people that are around you. So just bear that in mind. So after the exercise, um, James asked, okay, does anybody have a spirit that, you know, either your partner couldn't take or, you know, made no sense. And this lady who was sitting just next to me, but she had a different partner than I raised her hand. And she said, yes. And she said, I have an, an older gentleman. He's probably in his fifties. His name is John and he committed suicide. He hung himself and he's choking me. He won't let me go because he said it's very important that he gets a message to his loved ones. I'm sitting next to her. I was a little bit behind her and I'm just going, what? So James said, can anybody take the spirit? And I looked around the room and nobody raised their hands. So again, remember, this is the very beginning of my career. So I'm very timid. So I I raise my hand and I go, well, I think it could be me. And James says, well, what can you take? And I said, well, I had a grandfather, John, um, and he was 56 when he died and he hung himself. I go, it could be me. And James Von Brock goes, you think? <laughs> so um, the, the gal, Rhonda, and we've since become friends. In fact, I wrote about this story in my book. She says, I need to talk to you when this is over. I said, okay. So we finished the exercise and she goes, come outside with me and follow me. So we sat outside and I'm shaking. I'm literally shaking. And here's why my grandfather was my favorite grandfather. And he died when I was about 11, but he took his own life because I had lost my brother um, two years before and my grandfather was very close to my brother. And when my brother passed unexpectedly from severe asthma, my grandfather just went down in a spiral and became very depressed. And all he did was sit around going, he's all alone, he's all alone. And I felt like I couldn't reach my grandpa. So when he did this and he ended his life, what the adults around me just said, well, he wanted to be with Craig. He missed, he missed your brother. Now me, I'm going, well, wait a minute. What am I top liver? You know, this was my favorite grandfather. So it hurt me deeply. It just, it just really bruised my soul. And so now fast forward back to the James Von Prague workshop and I'm sitting there across from Rhonda and she goes, Nancy, your grandfather's standing here. And he wants to apologize to you, but he's standing here with Jesus. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> and I had never heard that. You know, remember, my view was Jesus is unattainable for the common Joe, you know, for John Q. Public. You know, so I was in shock. Well, what my grandfather did and what Jesus did 
was my grandfather first came in to heal me, to apologize, to let me know that he loved me. And now remember, Rhonda didn't know this. We had never met. She knew nothing about my history, nothing about my grandfather. But then also coming in with Jesus is, see, I was raised that if you committed suicide, you ended your own life. You were um, sent to hell and, and you were condemned for eternity, right? That's kind of the Christian mindset. So I always worried about my grandpa. Well, here he is standing here with Jesus. He's not condemned. He's not sent to damnation. He's standing with the big guy. Jesus loves him. Jesus forgave him. Jesus is helping him to heal. After that encounter in that reading, I was different. I could feel lighter. And there was a new um, lightness and, and love and weight that had been taken from me, which then the light and love filled that void. I had no idea how much my grandfather's death affected me, even 50 years later. So that was my first experience direct with Jesus. I, I'm going to show you some of the other things at the end, but I wanted to tell you that story because it's very important, especially with those of you who are starting on a spiritual path. We need to look at ourselves. We need to heal. He, he, or heal thyself, right? So that was my jumpstart into spirituality. Some other things happened to me at that workshop, which again, I went into my uh, went into that in my book, but today we're just going to talk about that, that experience with Jesus. So <clears throat> I did promise you some pictures. So here we go. As I've told you before, I've traveled all over the world. And one of the places that I went to was Malta. Malta is an amazing country. If you ever get a chance to go there, there is so much history. They have more stone circles and, and megalith structures than anywhere else in the world. It's, it's quite incredible. But anyway, it was towards the end of our tour and our little group. And uh, I think there was eight or 10 of us that night walking and we were walking around the harbor and the harbor is beautiful and they do uh, boat rides around the harbor, but mostly it's during the day. Well, we happen to be walking at sunset and our tour guide goes, you know, if I can get a boat, would you guys like to take a tour of the harbor? And we said, sure. Well, just then this man pulls up in his little gondola and my guide says, can you take us on a tour? You know, we'll pay you and, and there's eight of us and um, we'd love to go out if, if you have time. And the man looked rather surprised and he looked at her and then he took his time and he looked at each one of us. And then he said, yes, I'm going to take you on a tour you will never forget. And so we were, okay, so we all got in the boat and we went around the harbor. Well, come to find out this man has been doing these tours for th over 30 years and the boat that he uses was his father's and his father did tours for 30 years. So he's a legend and it's very hard to schedule a time 
and get a tour with this guy. He's booked up for months. But anyway, so we're going around the, the harbor and um, he points out, oh, and there's a little church and you can see this little door. And we said, he said, yeah, but that church, it, we said, can we stop and go in that church? And he said, oh, it's rarely open, rarely open. Well, just then the door opens <laughs> and he looks at us and he goes, I think you're supposed to go in there. So we docked the boat. And we all got out of the out of the gondola and, and we went in this church. Now this church is teeny, teeny, tiny. It's probably no bigger than our living rooms. Right. And there's a, um, a little altar and then there's oil painting. Well, they were doing a special ceremony or meeting that night. Of course, we just happened to be, you know, going by in the boat. It's funny how things that are meant to be happen, right? Synchronicities. So we walk in, we said our prayers and we sat there for a few minutes and I looked at the oil painting in the altar and I took a picture. So can we bring up that first picture? So again, you can see these pictures here at Home Times Radio. And in a couple of days, they'll be on my website. So you can zoom in and, and look at them. Uh, my website, again, is theorbconnection.com. So do you see that orb above <clears throat> or on the painting? Well, it's a little bit hard to see because the painting itself is dark, but it's an oil painting, of course, Mary with baby Jesus on her lap. And just behind her, he's kind of a dark figure, but that's Joseph. And Joseph is doing something with the donkey. And you can see the donkey's face right in the center. Well, the orb is right above Joseph. And when I looked in the orb, I could see that it was exactly the same face as was painted in that painting. Now, this church is called, um, it's, uh, oh, it, uh, it's dedicated to the Holy Family's flight to Egypt. And I'm trying to see, uh, yeah, flight into Egypt. And um, I had never heard of a church de dedicated to that. So, but we know the story, don't we? We know the story that um, the, the Holy Family had to flee because of Herod's decree. So here I am sitting in this little tiny church. I take a picture and there's Joseph. I was thrilled that, um, that I captured that, but I didn't understand the whole reason it was there until a year later. Okay. Thank you, Chris. So a year later, I find myself in Egypt. I did not know I was going to Egypt when I was in Malta. So I'm in Egypt. I finished my tour and uh, I had one day left. So I found this amazing guide and um, we're getting ready to go. He was going to take me all around. And he looks at me and he says, you want to go to the church where the Holy Family stayed, right? There's a church where the Holy Family stayed? <laughs> okay. And so he took me to Old Cairo, and the church is called um, uh, St. Sergei, S-E-R-G-I-U-S, and Bacchus Church. They, they, they gave these two Roman soldiers sainthood because they were martyred for their Christian belief. But the church is built on top of like a grotto or a cave. And the myth goes that when uh, the Holy Family fled uh, Israel to uh, Egypt to save baby Jesus, they stayed in this cave for about three months. 
Now you walk down the steps and it's tiny little cave. There's like a shelf that's been uh, carved in one wall and uh, another shelf in the other. And then as you walk down the stairs looking, uh, it's probably not bigger than, you know, most walk-in closets. Um, There's an altar and there's a, a painting that they had. And I was shocked when I looked at that painting because it was Joseph holding baby Jesus. Now, I don't, I don't know of many paintings. I've seen painting after painting of Mary holding baby Jesus, but I haven't seen one of Joseph. But when I walked down there, I, I, I don't know what happened to me. I walked down and I, I became so emotional. I literally was sobbing. And, and my guide goes, are you all right? Oh, yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. I don't know what's wrong. There was something so special. So I stood there for a minute and, and I'm thinking, I'm standing in a spot where the Holy Family was. And, you know, every hair in my body was standing up and it, it, it was so sacred. It was so special. So after I stood there for a while and collected myself, of course, you know, then I took a picture. So if we can get that next picture up there, Chris. So here's the picture of Joseph holding baby Jesus. Now I have zoomed in from the original picture. Now, as I've said before in my other podcasts, spirit is subtle. The orbs are subtle. And so when I zoom in or I transfer the picture from the camera to the computer to, you know, keep transferring it, it does lose something. So you're going to have to trust me here. But I put an outlined uh, orb, kind of, I'm not an artist, but I kind of outlined the face that I see in the orb. So you see the orb just off the picture, and it is exactly with the beard and the hairline of Joseph. I was astonished, utterly astonished. So why? So was Joseph telling me, you are standing in this church. This was the beginning of our flight to Egypt and you're going to be there and I will, I will watch over you and I will be there when you're there. Just, I just found that incredible. Thank you, Chris. So, um, that whole scenario and, and that picture of Joseph, I just found that so unusual because everybody, or you hear many, many stories of, okay, images of, of Jesus or Mary or Mary Magdalene, not too many of Joseph. And, and, but he appeared for me. So, uh, you know, I was just utterly, again, utterly honored. So I wanted to tell you about, um, the, uh, hold on one second here. Okay. So I want to move since I've talked about mother Mary, I want to talk about my encounters and my experiences with mother Mary again, early on in my, in my spiritual path. Um, I, I went to a uh, expo, it was Conscious Life Expo here in Pasadena, California. And the reason that I went is because when I first started on this path and I was reading all this material, I would want to know more about the author. 
if I'm going to put my faith in this book or what they're saying, I want to learn more about the author. So I would always go to these expos or take workshops or get readings by the people who actually wrote the books. So I found out, um, I read a couple books by Doreen Virtue. Um, some of you might have heard of her. And she's uh, was a medium who channeled the angelic realm. And um, I found out that she was going to be the keynote speaker at uh, the Pasadena um, Conscious Life Expo. So she was speaking in a big auditorium. So I walked in and for some reason there was a seat open like five or six rows from the, from the stage. And I sat down and I started talking to this lady next to me and, and she said, Oh, I hope I get picked. She does audience readings and sometimes she'll pick people out of the audience. And she goes, I, I, this will be like my sixth time that I've seen her and I really want a reading. And I said, Oh, well, I hope you get one, you know? So Doreen came out and she was, you know, did her presentation and talked and then she started in on some audience readings and she did too. And then she looked right at me and she said, please stand up. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And I felt really bad for the lady next to me, but um, I stood up and she started talking to me and she said, well, first of all, mother Mary is with you. And she has been with you for a very long time. And I said, this is how naive I was, but I'm not Catholic. (laughs) And she chuckled a little bit and she said, no, you don't have to. And then she went on to um, do the reading. And then she also told me that Gabriel, you know, the archangel was with me. But that was my first experience with Mother Mary. So when we come back, I'm going to show, uh, share a little bit more about Mother Mary, and I'll show you some pictures and uh, do the card reading and, and uh, messages from Leonini. And I do have something from Jesus. So we'll be right back. Ohm Times TV. Imagine becoming a super influencer. Reinvent yourself. Invest in your brand and then manifest your success with a robust spheric approach. Ohm Times Media and Broadcasting offers a unique and multifaceted way to become the spiritual and conscious influencer you deserve to be by putting your message across our powerful platform with its proven record of integrity and excellence. Through our produced shows, Own Times offers the opportunity to become a social media TV personality, a radio show host, an Own Times magazine columnist, and a syndicated podcaster, all in one shot. By live streaming your show on Ohm Times TV and broadcasting it across the extensive Ohm Times radio and TV networks, you become more than a host. You become an ambassador and a force for positive change. Ohm Times. Open yourself to the possibilities. The story told in Entering the Light Fantastic, Discovering Life After Life Through Orbs, is about Nancy Meyer's spiritual and emotional rising from the devastating ashes of loss caused by the sudden and unexpected passing of her son Robbie. Just like the legend of the reborn phoenix, Nancy's life purpose and focus was transformed. With the help from her son in spirit, Nancy found herself providing proof through orbs that our souls do not die with our bodies. 
in her second book, Encircled by the Light Fantastic, A Deeper Journey into the Light with Orbs. Nancy continues chronicling her path of gaining spiritual knowledge and expanding acceptance of what is possible, while traveling to many sacred and ancient sites around the world. She shares these experiences with you along with her photographs of remarkable spirit encounters. When I first saw Turtle, my heart was full. Not anything but lonely. We had this like deep connection, this heart connection. He just wants to be close to you and part of your life. Every day with Turtle is a perfect day. When I'm holding her, it makes me feel calmer. I think everything he does shows how much he loves us. When we adopt a shelter pet, we discover they're a little bit of a lot of things. But they're all pure, pure love. love. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily Daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And we're back. <clears throat> so I had uh, an experience with Mother Mary shortly after Doreen Virtue told me that she was with me. And here's how that played out. I went to see uh, the author, uh, Catherine Ann Clement. Catherine Ann Clement uh, wrote a book along with Claire Hart's song. It's called Anna, Grandmother of Jesus. And uh, it's a book that uh, they claim was channeled. Uh, and it was channeled uh, with Anna. And she retold the story and filled in some gaps of the Holy Family. It's a very interesting, very amazing book. But anyway, so I went to see Catherine Ann, and uh, she was doing a talk. It was a very intimate group, probably maybe 15 people. And at the end of her talk, she said, okay, I'm going to walk you through a meditation and kind of show you how to tap into the higher realms and contact or channel or reach your guides and your angels or your loved ones. So um, she had us close our eyes and, and set the intent, you know, to to reach these um, spirits. And of course, I always go, okay, I'm going to, you know, call in my son. I want to talk to my son. That was my go-to thing. So she's, she's taking us through this meditation. And all of a sudden, I don't see Robbie. I don't see my son. I see Mother Mary standing in front of me. And she has her arms extended. And the emotion and the love, of course, then I'm crying again. And, um, and I'm not a crier and, um, I'm just looking and in her presence, what you feel is it's undescribable. 
indescribable. So I see her and I'm just, I'm frozen. I can't take my eyes off of her. And then all of a sudden, it's not that I heard the words. It's not that I saw her lips move. It's not that it was telepathic. I felt the words. And that's a little different. But her words were, we both lost sons. That was it. Then I lost everything. That was... (laughs) So the reason I'm telling you this, and some of you might brush it off or not believe it, I can only tell you what's happened to me. But you hear of these stories all over the world. People who channel the Holy Family or Jesus or Mary. People who have visions or or talk to them, or um, or they appear in, in in orbs or as visions. Don't doubt that. And why? Why do they do that? Well, I'm going to tell you um, about Mary. So Mary is one of the most important figures in Christianity. She is the ultimate symbol of motherhood. Her symbol is a reflection of her virtues, such as her purity, modesty, faith, and love for her child. In Christianity, she is not only the mother of Christ, but also the mother of all humanity. So here is this divine figure who is the mother of all humanity. Does that mean she's only going to appear to people who are rabbi, excuse me, reverends or pastors or popes or no, she's the mother of all humanity. So, and she cares about us as does obviously Joseph and Jesus and Mary Magdalene. If this is the archetype that was introduced from civilization to civilization, they're telling us we're not alone. We have this divine help right there for us unwavering. And when she appeared in front of me, it was needless to say, life-changing. I, I just looked at, at my, um, preconceptions of mother Mary so differently. So she appeared to me like that, but has she appeared to me in an orb? Yep. Can we get the next? Oh, is the, Is the blue one next, Chris? Okay, let me talk about the blue first. So the blue, uh, Mother Mary always shows up as a color blue. And in it's a it's usually a very deep, beautiful blue. In fact, in Chartres Cathedral in Paris, and I've been there, there's a wet uh, a stained glass um design. Um, up in the church and it's called it's dedicated to mother mary and it kind of looks like um it's round with mother mary in the center and then kind of all these pictures kind of like in a um, petal of a flower and it's it's an amazing beautiful it's huge and but the blue in this window is absolutely electric and they say that this blue was made with lapis the gemstone lapis lazuli, and they have the, the artisans have tried to reproduce the blue in the chart cathedral stained glass window, and they can't, they can't do it. But the lapis is a special stone. It's called the wisdom stone, 
and it's been um, it's it's been adored and loved and and cherished even all the way back to the Egyptians. Um, it was reserved for pharaohs and queens and goddesses. Um, it is one of the highest regarded gems in Egypt, and lapis comes from some of the oldest mines in the world. So why am I telling you this? Because Mary will come to me sometimes, as everybody does, is an orb. But it's this orb that is so special. So if we can bring that up, Chris. It's this blue. It's this electric blue that I've only captured maybe five or six times. And it's when I ask Mary to be with me. So this blue is very similar to the blue that is in the Chartres Cathedral. And Mary is always, usually always shown with the blue head covering. So thank you, Chris. But that's not the only way that she has shown up. She has actually shown up in an orb for me. So if we can go to the next slide, Chris, and here it is. This is the only time that I've captured her like this. And this is the only time that I have captured a square orb. It is, um, as you can see, um, I think uh, very clearly you can see her head covering. Her head is bowed and she's in this um, square orb. Sorry, I got to fix my microphone here. It's falling down. Bear with me one second. There we go. So um, I think this one was just to say, here I am, Nance. Yes, you are. I am with you as I'm with all of mankind. I am no one special again. But, um, and then please know too that when the orbs appear, orbs will use what's behind them to help the image appear. So I cherish this one. Like I said, it's the only square orb I've ever captured. And it's the only one that shows Mother Mary so, so clearly. Thank you, Chris. I have a brief story about Mother Mary, and then I'm going to share with you my, my, um, stories about other stories about Jesus. I told you that Mother Mary is considered, um, you know, the divine mother of, of all humanity. And she's with everybody. If we just open our hearts, as, as is Jesus, as Mary, as Joseph, as Anna, um, they're there to help us. So I have a friend, and I'm not going to use names, but um, she works with medically fragile infants, infants that were born too early and are very, very sick. And um, she has put together this coalition to help these children. Well, she adopted one as a little boy, and he was very, very sick. He was uh, close to a pound, I think, when he was born in the hospital for a very long time. They thought they'd lost him several times. He went through numerous operations. Well, she ended up adopting this one, and once um, she got him home, he thrived. And so when he was about four years old, three or four years old, um, my friend is Catholic. So she took him to um, the local church and she packed a lunch and she was going to have a lunch underneath the statue of Mary. And it was a beautiful day. And so she sat down and she's talking with her, with her boy and she points up to the statue and she said, do you know who that is? 
And the little boy says, yes, I know her. And my friend said, you know her? And he said, yes, mom. She's the lady who held me when I was sick in the hospital. Mic drop. <laughs> so I, I tell you that story just to let you know that, you know, we don't always know that they're there, but they're there. And um, I, to me, that was just an amazing, because, you know, the ch children are so innocent. They don't make things up. They, you know, how would this little boy know that this woman held him, that it was Mother Mary? So anyway, I just love that story. Um, I, I, I hope you did too. So I have a, um, a quick story here about, um, Jesus. Um, people ask me when I'm on this path, uh, especially people who are very religious and this talking about spirituality and, and religion sometimes clashes and they'll say, well, don't you have a relationship with Jesus? And I go, yeah more so now than ever. <laughs> I have a closer relationship. I feel that he's real, if that makes sense, that, that I can actually talk to him. And I can do that because of my experience with my grandfather. I can do that because of my own son. My son, <clears throat> I have a friend and you've met her. Her name is Marty McRae. And Marty channels my son. Um, and we did a series of videos, and it was called um, Entering the Light Fantastic Messages from Beyond the Veil. And what she did is she would channel Robbie, and I think we did about 20 of them. They're on YouTube. You can find them. But one time Robbie came in with Jesus, and he told us that he had a relationship with Jesus on the other side. He actually goes and listens to him talk. He does sermons in the churches in heaven. And then one time my friend actually channeled Jesus. And it, we posted that right around um, Easter one year. Well, Marty is going to come back on the show next time. And a real treat, she is going to channel Robbie. So you've heard me talk about Robbie a lot. Well, now you finally get to meet him. <laughs> so when my son comes in and tells me, you know, that, and he calls him Yeshua, that Yeshua is, is there and, and that even he on the other side has a relationship with Jesus. So is Jesus around me? Yeah. And I have a picture. <laughs> so my, I had an acquaintance who uh, we used to do orb photography together, and I think I've talked about her before because she's the one who, yes, she got orbs, but then her talents moved into, using the same camera as me, would capture um, what we called angel mist. And it was a mist that would appear in the photos. These, uh, this mist would appear on very clear, warm nights. It wasn't foggy. It wasn't cloudy. It would even appear inside, outside. And uh, she's the one that captured the dragon that I talked about on a couple podcasts ago um, that was over my head. So she was over at my house and um, we were taking pictures and she took a photo of the side of the house. 
And um, we were talking to Jesus and Mary. And of course, we always ask them to show up. So if we can bring up that next photo, Chris. So I'm not going to zoom in on this too much because, again, everything is very subtle. So but if you look at this closely, I hope you can um, zoom in on your computer as I talk. You can see Jesus's face on the side of my house. So I hope you don't think I'm this crazy lady that sees everything in burnt toast. <laughs> I don't. But um, with lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Why? Why would he appear on the side of my house? Because I asked him to and to let me know that he's not only just with me, he's with all of humanity because they have that ability. So I, I hope you enjoyed that. Um, I hope that you find your own relationship with, with the divine, whichever that is for you. Um, I hope that you believe my pictures <laughs> and uh, I was happy to share those with you. Um, I want to read um, Leonini's message and I actually have two to share today. So the first one that I want to read, because um, Spirit wanted me to talk about the subtleties of Spirit, just as I said, even the ore pictures are subtle. So here was a, uh, a message that I had channeled um, two years ago, actually. And then I'll read the one that I channeled yesterday. So here it goes. Subtle is a funny word. The word even contains a subtle letter. The letter B is there to help instruct you as to the correct pronunciation, even though it makes no sound. Your spirit team, your angels, your guides, your loved ones are subtle, but always near. You do not hear us yelling from the stands. Nevertheless, we cheer for you through love, through thought, and through signs. Our signs for you are subtle. A feather placed in just the right spot on your path to let you know you do not walk alone. A butterfly passing by an opportune time to let you know we hear your thoughts. A song played that suddenly touches your heart, even though you have heard that song many times before. We are subtle guides who do not force ourselves upon you. Those subtle signs, those subtle feelings, those subtle nudges, we await your prayers and requests for help and then gently, subtly guide you. These do not come from us. Do not miss, dismiss them. Excuse me. They, these signs do indeed come from us. Do not dismiss them as mere coincidence. All things are purposeful. All events have meaning. So my guide Leonina just wanted to remind me and you you know, they're not standing there with a megaphone. We have to look for these signs, these connections. We have to be open for them. We have to trust them when they come and not try to explain them away. 
So the one that I, the message from Leonini that I channeled yesterday, I, I kind of chuckled because, um, well, here it is. She showed me a Sunday that I always get an image, a picture first. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm getting over that respiratory thing here. She always shows me an image first and she showed me a Sunday with a cherry on top. And then she gives me the message. It is said that a Sunday is only made better with a cherry on top. Starting a spiritual awakening and connection is like adding a cherry on top of your life. It enriches your physical life and makes it extra special. Life is always a blessing. Yes, sometimes life can be a struggle, but the gift of life is just that, a gift. What you do with that gift is your choice and free will. You determine the quality, the direction, and how you will fulfill your purpose. Adding a spiritual connection helps to sweeten your existence. If you choose to add the garnish of spirituality to your life, you will find your existence is made that much better. I just love that. It's like, yes, you have this beautiful life but we're going to give you a cherry on top. And that's us. <laughs> so I was laughing at Leonini's um, kind of opinion of herself, but I, it's, I thought it was funny. So I always do a card reading for you. And um, I do, as a matter of fact, have cards from Mother Mary. And these are Doreen Virtues cards. So I'm going to... Um, shuffle these cards with the intent that the card that I pulled is for all of you. And I do the channelings from Leonini with that same message, that this message is for specifically for my, my listeners. And um, so I'm going to shuffle these. And I never know which one I'm picking. I don't do it ahead of time. I let spirit pick it for me. So I've shuffled enough. And I'm just doing this here. And this one at the top wants to come in. Um, oh, wow. Okay. So I just said Mother Mary cares for us, right? She is the, the sacred mother of all humanity. So what card do I pull? It says caring. And it's Mother Mary and baby Jesus. And the message on this card is heaven cares for me. And I keep my heart open in caring about myself, others, and the world. That's a beautiful message. Since today we were talking about the Holy Family and why they're in our lives and why they do this work and why they have made themselves or the architect of themselves known worldwide. Because it's the same message. What is the message? Love. Love is the most important thing. Love is, and it's just like when, when Jesus was standing with my grandfather he was saying, what's the most important thing here? It's not that your grandfather ended his life. It's the fact that I still love him. And I tell you this not to condone 
when people end their lives. But I've talked to so many moms uh, doing the work that I do who unfortunately have lost children to suicide. And, and they are in despair because perhaps their religion has taught them that that's it. That, that, you know, their child will be sent to damnation for the rest of eternity. And, and they're not. <laughs> they are not. Um, you know, life is, Robbie has come through and, and, and I've seen this over and over in people's readings and statements from spirit is, you know, there are no mistakes. There's only lessons. Now that doesn't give us free reign just to do whatever we want. We're going to be forgiven because we are still judged on the, on our merits. Um, but, but it's love. That's ultimately what we have to turn to. That's ultimately what we have to strive for. And, and the, the Holy family, the archetype of the Holy family will come again and again and again and again until we get this lesson. So I have other stories of, of, um, the Holy spirit and, um, I have a few minutes. So let me tell you about one one of the stories about the Holy Spirit. I think I have a few minutes here. Um, and I consider the Holy Spirit to be part of the Holy Family. When I was in um, in church, um, again, as a Presbyterian, I would hear the, the we call them reverends, um, say, oh, and in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, our Holy Spirit. And my ears would always perk up at the, you know, Holy Spirit. Um, we learned a lot in our Bible study class, of course, about God. We learned a lot, of course, about, you know, Jesus. We'd never really talked about the Holy Spirit. <laughs> and I'm going, who is this guy? You know, what is what is this? And um, so I, I never understood, really. Uh, and I do now. But um, when I was at the James Von Prague workshop, so many things happened to me at that workshop. It was an incredible, an incredible workshop and an incredible um, propellant um, to get me on this spiritual path. I will always be grateful. But it was the last day of the workshop. And you know, when you wake up, and I've talked about this before, and right as you wake up, you're in this twilight, you know. So it was in the morning, it was a few minutes, just a just a few minutes, maybe one minute before my alarm clock went off and I'm waking up, my eyes are still closed. I'm becoming aware that, okay, I'm in, in the, in the hotel room. And all of a sudden I hear literally with my physical ears in this velvety, deep, baritone, incredibly, dare I say, sexy voice wake up and remember, Nancy. That's just how he said it. And I went, and then the feeling, the feeling of being wrapped in love, the feeling of being cared for and remembered and noticed was incredible. Again, 
I, I honest, I'm not a crier, but I burst into tears. And so it took me a minute. And then I just said, Oh, say that again. No, it didn't happen. And that's the only time I've heard it. So anyway, I got myself together. And uh, I felt like I was walking on air. I felt a euphoria, like never before. And I think this is what happens when we are truly connected to the divine. And so it was the last day of the of the workshop and we sat in a big, huge circle. So there was like 30 people. And of course, I'm running late. So I'm one of the last ones to walk in. I walk in and I try to find a seat and I sit down and I'm looking around and all these people are looking at me. And I went, what? <laughs> uh, my shoes are on. I have the right socks. Everything's buttoned. <laughs> you know, what's what's going on? And so I had met this lady who, who was a part of the, um, of the workshop. She was an amazing gifted medium, but she had the ability to see auras. I always wished I could do that, but I can't, but she could see auras. She could see the color, the size, what's going on. If there was anything attached, uh, an amazing ability. So she comes over to me and she goes, Nancy, what happened to you? She said, the whole time during this workshop, your aura was shut down. It, you kept it very close. Um, she goes, now it's as big as, as this room and it's bright and it's glowing. She goes, what happened? So I knew that I didn't dream that contact, that, that the, the message from spirit and how clever of Holy Spirit, because it had two meanings. Just as I was waking up from a physical sleep, spirit asked me to wake up. I mean, if, yeah, physical sleep. Spirit asked me to wake up from a spiritual sleep. Because we all kind of asleep, right? That's what the big awakening is all about. So anyway, I just wanted to share that story with you because it was incredible. Um, again, next week, I'm going to have a medium channel, my dear friend, Marty McRae, and I'm going to introduce you to Robbie and see what he has to say. So I hope you can tune in. Thanks for sharing part of your day with me. Take care. Bye-bye.